A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you enjoy a tale or two of malicious compliance, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Nika Nu. You want a fit note for one day sickness? Fine. Now I'm off for two weeks. So this gem happened just now, and it feels like karma. Now, the story starts two to three months ago. I'd not long found out I was pregnant, and I was beginning to feel very sick. Morning sickness is not strictly morning, my friends. Oh no, not at all. I couldn't work for a few weeks because my coworker who's a crap in her own right and not really relevant to the story, would send me home every time I looked peaky. She's up my boss's butt, so is given permission to make these decisions. Eventually, I was allowed to work from home. Everything started getting better, office politics aside. I was working, and while exhausted, I was happy. Now, it's worth noting here, I'm legally disabled. I have a health condition that I'll have for the rest of my life, so the NHS, UK-based, are giving me consultant lead antenatal care so I have loads of appointments. I cannot avoid them, they're for me and my baby's health. So two weeks ago, at 1.30am Saturday morning, I have a bleed. I freak out, my partner's away that weekend so I'm all alone. I call my care team, it's not a bright red bleed so they tell me to keep an eye on it and call in the morning. I'm rhesus negative, so they want me to have a blood test and see if I need the shot. I don't sleep. I'm up all night making sure it doesn't go bright red, or if I need to go to the A&E. In the morning I go in with my mum and end up getting the shot and hear my baby's heartbeat. I'm happy, but emotionally I'm barely holding on. Monday rolls around, I send my boss an email to tell her what happened. Just to let her know I'm working, but to be honest I'm not 100%, that's the terminology I use. I work the full day, not hearing a peep from her. I log on the next day, and I've literally done all my work the day before. I work two days a week in this particular job, so I call my boss to ask her what she wants me to do, as I've completed all my tasks for the week. She tells me she doesn't think I'm fit to work. Didn't stop me yesterday, but okay. You're the boss. She asks me to get a fit note from my midwife. Now, this is where I'm thinking, eh? Because in the UK, you have to be off seven days to be able to get a sick note. For one day, it seems excessive. I say okay though, and ask my midwife. She says she can't give one, that my GP has to. I pass this info on and ask for further clarification. I work the next Monday, no problem, but she's adamant she wants a fit note. So I call my doctors. I explain what happened and what she wants. Doctor decides that he's signing me off for work for two weeks? and then we'll review. She wanted a fit note so bad it blew up in her face. Now I'm off on paid sick leave and she could have just let me work. Serves her right. Honestly, if you were working a job and you went and you got a sick note from a doctor and they said, no, 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 get two weeks of paid sick leave off and I'll review after that, would you feel like you were blessed from the heavens to get this paid time off? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by Not Gay Ryan. Neighbor wanted the fence fix. We just removed the fence. This happened to my friend a couple of months ago. Him and his wife just moved into their first house about six months ago. Then a strong windstorm came through and damaged their fence. And by damaged their fence, I mean the fence was now leaning slightly, leaning about 70 degrees. Because home insurance won't fix the fence, 
Plus, it being winter, my friend and his wife were going to wait until spring to hire someone to fix and replace their fence. Well, their backyard neighbor did not like that. The backyard neighbor wanted the fence fixed ASAP. When the neighbor found out they were going to wait until spring, the neighbor called the city and complained that their fence was out of code. When the city inspector came out to inspect the fence, it was in fact out of code and needed to be corrected. Now, the reason the neighbor was so fixated on the fence being replaced is because the neighbor had a pool in their yard and they needed to have a fence around their pool for safety. Well, my friend and his wife, now pissed off at their neighbor, decided to only remove the fence and not replace it. This allows them to be in city code, and now when the spring hits, the neighbor's going to build a fence on their backside of their yard if they want to fill up their pool for the summer. If the neighbor would have just been nice and not called the city like a Karen, my friend would have built the fence up in the spring, no problem. I definitely don't blame OP's friend. Paying for fence repairs can be expensive. You just get to it when you get to it, and this person being rude and pushy and expectant, a neighbor whose property borders that fence and very easily could have offered to pitch in a little something themselves to get the ball rolling maybe, if it really meant that much to them. So it's a big screw you for them to call the city, and return, they're gonna get a big screw you by having no fence to rely on at all. Our next story is by present shame, mmm cheese. When I was in college, I worked at a burger joint that most West Coasters know and love. The menu was pretty straightforward, and all the combos were only there for convenience, as the prices were the same if you ordered each item individually. As such, there were only three combos. Number one, double-double combo. Number two, cheeseburger combo. And number three, hamburger combo. For reasons I'll never understand, people would order a number two with no cheese, or a number three with cheese, more often than one could imagine. In most of these instances, I found it easier to just ring up the order as it should be, but read it back to them in the way they ordered it. For example, if they ordered a number two with no cheese, I would just enter in a number three, but read it back as a number two with no cheese. The price for the slice of cheese at the time I think was only 60 cents, but everything needed to be entered into the system correctly since each meat patty and slice of cheese was counted at the end of and before each day to make sure sales were properly being tracked. Enter some snobby kid, maybe 15 or 16, and the waste of space that must have been his dad. Dad puts his order in and steps back to let his kid order. Kid's texting while I'm taking his order, which already annoyed me, but the tone in which he spoke just made me want to punch him in the throat. He orders a number two with no cheese. Given how this interaction already started out so wonderful, I decided to give a little pushback because why not? I say, oh, you mean a number three? They say, no, I just want the number two, but I don't want cheese on it. I say, that's a number three. They say, I said number two, no cheese. The dad says, maybe stop arguing with customers and just ring it up. He didn't yell, but again, his tone of voice was just so darn disrespectful and annoying. During this conversation, the dad's just standing behind him with a poop-eating grin on his face, like he's so proud his kid turned out to be such a jerk. So I ring it up as a number two, read their order back to them, and send them on their way. I walked back to the grill where the order tickets print out and wrote no cheese on it and told the cook the same thing. Since everything is tracked, a piece of cheese was entered into the system for that number two, and they already paid for it. I went into the walk-in and ate a slice of cheese so as to not throw off the inventory. 
Best darn piece of cheese I ever had. That'll teach them. That extra 60 cents they'll never be able to get back. Honestly though, just being able to get away from those people is a win in my book. Being able to leave those two behind, go to the walk-in and just eat some cheese, that's a pretty good outcome. This next story is by Ancient Educator 76 Charge me the right price. Aw, do I have to? Okay then. Weirdo's the name, fast food's the game. My second job, taking orders, has me listening to and meeting some interesting people. And in that order, this particular person I listened to sounded pretty cool, in general. Then I met him a minute later to confirm. Total fork tard. Like, if a Russian doll of cardboard boxes revealed nothing but a scentless fart, that would be how interested I'd be in whatever this guy has to say. Like if Professor Nitnot was an actual person. Google hands ready. Anyway, Nitnot orders a grilled chicken sandwich and a junior chocolate frosty. Some background about our ordering process. If it's not too busy, I'll actually be in front of the screen while the person's ordering. But 80% of the time, I'm remembering the order in my head while making drinks, chili, frosties for the previous order, which is why you often hear what I said to him. I'll have your total at the window. I continue taking the next order or two when the person I'm back to back with, the person collecting the money from the orders, says they gotta visit the bathroom. So I'm collecting now too. So I'm now running both sides, making the drinks from previous orders. And when I put in the order for the grilled chicken sandwich and a junior chocolate frosty, I hit the button that says junior chocolate frosty free with ketosh. Button, so it shows up in the system, but takes off the price because they get a free frosty with purchase. I decided that even if this guy didn't have the key tag for a free one, I'd still give it to him for free. Seemed pretty cool. The car I was talking to comes up and hands out a credit card as I say, Hi, that'll be 637, with as much of a smile as I can muster while multitasking. The second I say the S sound in 7, the driver snatches the card back with enough force to hurt like a fork. If I didn't have such recently calloused hands, I'm positive it would have broke skin. They then say, there's no way my order was 637. I just had a chicken sandwich and a frosty. You better charge me the right amount. I go back in and double check the order. Yep, a grilled chicken sandwich is $5.89 plus tax. But then my hand is still hurting from where he basically sliced the inside of my palm with his credit card, which served as a reminder to me that, oh yeah, he had a junior frosty too. I had a junior frosty to the total and delete the free with key tag frosty. I pop out the window like a jack-in-the-box to first apologize and inform him of his new total. I made sure I said it like this. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. That wasn't the correct price. Wait, do you have a frosty key tag? They say, no, I don't. I say, okay, it's going to be $7.46 for the grilled chicken sandwich and the junior frosty. I mistakenly thought you had the key tag for a free one. My mistake. You know, because we need to apologize to the customer, as a required part of our customer service contract. Blast. If someone could look dumbfounded and angry at the same time, this guy pulled it off. Like a dog when they hear a fart for the first time. The very second they decide to bark at it, kind of like that. The funniest part was as I was handing out the bag, his card, and his frosty, his wife sitting in the passenger seat saying as they drove off, Way to go, jerk, I could have got a free Frosty. Overemphasizing the word with a smile on her face. Made the guy laugh also. Lucky jerk. 
Honestly, in general, I just don't envy the fast food environment and the people who work there. Kudos to anybody that can survive and thrive in that environment. And our final story of the day is by Guy That Be Don't. The camera was stolen? Okay, I'll file a police report. I do marketing for a general contractor in the US. Part of my job requires me to organize the installation of cameras on the job site, mainly for marketing purposes like time lapses and stuff like that. My boss lives near the site that I was setting up the camera for and offered to drop the camera off on his way into work the next day. The next day, he calls me to confirm where he dropped it off and also notified the site superintendent, boss of the site. The super would take care of the actual installation, which involved drilling it into a post and plugging it in. Pretty simple stuff. Also important to the story, this super was retired a year ago and came back to work for us for unknown reasons, so you could say he's a little checked out of working at this point in his life. Fast forward to the day after my boss dropped it off. I called the super to confirm that he had installed it. He tells me that he never saw the camera on the site. And I told them to check where my boss said he dropped it off, which was under a trailer and covered up by an extra sign. He still claims it was nowhere to be found, sent a picture of where my boss left it, and then suggests that it may have been stolen. I go to my boss and explain the situation, and we both agree that something doesn't seem quite right. We call him up to see what he says, and he still sticks to his story that it was stolen, but sounds a little hesitant over the phone. My boss dropped it off around 7.30am, and the super was at the job site around 8am. Not exactly prime hours for theft, and a very small window of when the site was unsupervised. Standard procedure for when something stolen from the job site is to file a police report and all that jazz. I also called the camera provider to see if there was any way to GPS track the camera. Unfortunately there wasn't, but the super doesn't need to know that. Me and my boss agree to craft up some beautiful BS in an email to see if anything happens. We said that we'll follow standard procedure and file a police report for the camera. I also mentioned that I'll be calling the camera provider to have them track the camera so we can get it back. The next morning, he calls me back and says that he found the camera in the woods on the edge of the job site and blamed one of the subcontractors for moving it. He probably dropped a load in his pants when he read the words GPS tracking and covered his tracks. I think he was either trying to sell the camera or just really didn't want to install it. Since then, the camera's been installed after bugging the same super for about a month. Nothing ever came of the suspected theft due to lack of evidence, and the super still works there. The hopeful part of me wants to blame that they just were lazy and didn't want to install it. The pessimistic side of me is thinking they might have wanted to hold on to it for, I don't know, second retirement funds or something. Try to sell it on the camera black market. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. 
the secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com.